They say you should always bring a friend with you when you go out in the middle of nowhere. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy, and allegedly true, middle of nowhere horror stories. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net, or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. And stories like yours help keep this show going on a daily basis. Now, without further ado, let's get into these creepy and allegedly true middle-of-nowhere horror stories that'll creep you out. I drive a newspaper route every night, 365 days a year, even Christmas. It's an awesome gig, actually. I start at 1am and end around 5am daily. The only times it really sucks is during snowstorms. I'm sure a lot of listeners have been affected by the recent snowfalls. I'm here in Wisconsin, so I feel you. My paper route is about half residential areas and half rural country roads. Sometimes a half mile between stops. It's dark, and obviously I've seen some things that have creeped me out. But this situation was different. The snowstorm was hitting overnight, so that country half of my route was going to have to wait until the plows came out. I returned to finish my work after the roads were plowed. Now a quick side note, I'm used to working in the dark. When I come across someone outside 9 out of 10 times they are drunk or up to no good. For this reason, I carry with me a taser and a wooden dowel rod in my truck when I deliver newspapers. Shifting my weapon to under my arm when I just deliver a paper on an elderly customer's porch, it makes me feel better. It's 11.21am in broad daylight. Sun is blaring and blinding. Tons of folks are outside moving snow out of their driveways. I make my way out of town to the half of my route I needed to finish. I pull up to a customer's home that I have delivered to daily for about two and a half years. Never one complaint. As I'm putting the newspaper in the paper box, I look up to see an elderly man standing at the service door of his garage. With the overhead door shut, I holler over to him. Morning, want me to run you the paper? I did not want him to fall, and for context, I'm a 30-year-old female at 5'3". So, in my mind, I was trying to help this man out so he didn't have to walk through all the snow that had fallen on his unplowed driveway. He smiled and nodded. As I jog down his driveway, I then again speak, Snowstorm, huh? Here's your paper, and I smile warmly. This man takes two steps backward into his dark garage and says, Come in here, and smiles. I laugh nervously. Oh no thank you, I have your paper for you though. Still advancing my hand out holding his newspaper. Step in here, I have something to show you, he utters. It was at this moment I realized the fresh snow was swallowed up all around me. I was alone with this man, standing next to his dark garage. I had also realized I had forgotten both of my weapons. Why would I bring them? It was an old man in the morning. My mind begins racing. I'm sure he's about to lunge and pull me into his garage. I take a step back as he takes a step towards me. He says, What is your name? Trying to remain polite, I say, Katie? Katie what? Pretty girl. As he smiles creepily, Uh, Katie, your paper girl. I said as I looked around at my surroundings, keeping my guard up, and keeping my peripherals on the man, making sure I can know everything around me. One neighbor about a football field away is not too far. He states one last time, I need to show you something. Step in here. 
My body screams for me to bolt. I say, no, I'm already late, have a good day, and toss the paper and run up the driveway. I made it to my truck, and he was still standing at the door, just looking at me. I began breathing heavily and started to freak out. I just had no idea what he wanted to show me. The whole ordeal lasted about two minutes, and I delivered to his house nightly, still. I pull up very slowly and rubberneck all around before opening my door to deliver his paper. I've never seen him since. I can't be sure, but I could have sworn that as I was running away, I heard him whisper, Darn. So I live in a rural town in Australia, and I'm used to seeing kangaroos and hares when I go for walks alone. It was a Sunday, and I went for a walk on this trail I had found that is about 30 to 40 minutes away from my house, rather out in the middle of nowhere, that trails follow a bike track till you reach a fork in the track, and when you go left you end up back at the beginning of the track, and if you head right you follow this trail which is very narrow, and you properly can't fit two people walking side by side. So, I continue down this track, and usually I hear birds chirping and just the general wildlife noises. But I could not hear a single noise, but the wind blowing trees around me, and the crunching of gravel under my shoes. So I continue my walk for another 10 or 20 minutes when I start to pick up on leaves crunching behind me, as if something, or someone, is trailing me. Honestly, I thought nothing of this at first, and kept walking for what seemed like a bit when I heard a massive tree crack as if someone or something stepped on a large tree branch and broke it directly in half. This caused me to jump back, as I started scanning the tree line for whatever made that noise. When I see a black figure duck behind a few trees maybe 100 to 200 meters away. Now I knew this wasn't a kangaroo by the size of the figure. It's hard to describe, but I will do my best. It was like a six foot tall human but its arms were abnormally long. They stretched from its shoulder to the ground and its head was tilted nearly 90 degrees sideways, almost as if the head didn't really connect to the body at all. As I saw this figure duck behind the thick trees and shrubs, I stood there staring at it for at least a minute or two. I was looking at where I last saw the figure and what really scares me and is engraved in my mind was its eyes peeking through the bushes, those dark, Red eyes that felt like they were piercing into my soul. As if I were their helpless prey and they were the apex predator. When I saw this, my whole body became riddled with fear. All my joints started shaking and this eerie fear washed over me. As my body took off running before my brain could even comprehend what I had just seen. As I started sprinting away... I could hear leaves and branches cracking loudly as if I was being chased by something very large and fast. I never looked back as I was chased for what seemed like ages, my blood coursing through my veins and my adrenaline at an all-time high. I hear this screech, the most high-pitched screech I've ever heard, like a humanoid figure with its vocal cords cut. When I heard this screech, I immediately dove behind this big mound of dirt about 30 meters away from me. As I sat there trying to restrain my breathing as to not give away my position, I hear leaves cracking coming from the other side of the mound. I sat there holding my breath when I hear this thing bolt past me at such an incredible speed that I'm shocked that it didn't catch me earlier. As I sat there for what seemed like hours waiting for this thing to return, 
It started to get dark. I knew I had to move, or otherwise it would be pitch black and I would have to use my phone flashlight to navigate, and with that thing lurking around, I knew I would be a dead man walking. I nervously got up and sprinted back to the town. The rest of the day was normal, and I have never seen or heard that thing ever since. I still refuse to go down that trail, and I have never been that fearful for my life, and I'm grateful that I hid at that fork, or otherwise, I might not be sharing this on your show. When I was a kid, I lived with my grandma for a while, and her house was an extremely weird place. The house was a dome shape and had a very absurd architectural design. A 15-foot deep hole in the backyard, a staircase leading down to nowhere, and the house flooding for no reason. Oh, and just to top it all off, this was located right outside the Navajo Reservation in a very isolated part of New Mexico in the middle of freaking nowhere. Though, we did have two neighbors who had built ranches up there recently, super rich old people. My grandma's place was built sometime in the 19th century. According to my grandma, it was originally built to treat tuberculosis patients when TB was bad in New Mexico. I was young, but I'll never forget what I saw up there. The shower had a small round window that investigated the living room. I always thought that was cool, as I would wave to my grandma while showering but I quickly became afraid of it. One day, my grandma and I were playing cards in the living room and a large handprint appeared on the shower window. I pointed to it, and this freaked me out. Even my grandma was pretty freaked out too. She promptly got up and burned sage in the place. This could not have been my handprint as I was a little kid, and this handprint was huge and lanky. In my second experience, the house had an upstairs level. This is where my grandma and I would sleep because this was the only actual room in the house outside of the bathroom. One night, I had a dream that an invisible force had picked me up and thrown me off the upstairs level, which was a huge fear of mine at the time. I woke up before I hit the ground and guess where I was? Laying on the first floor, underneath the edge of the upstairs level. It would have been a big fall, but I had no pain. Another experience... I was out in the backyard playing, and our swings started swinging very fast and violently by themselves. There was absolutely no wind, and simultaneously, my grandma's horses became very spooked before this even started happening and started neighing and whinnying. They were trying to escape their pen as well. I have had countless other paranormal experiences there, but these were the ones that stood out to me the most. Maybe I'll send in more stories if you guys would like to hear them. A couple of years back, my girlfriend and I were driving back to my house, and it was around 9 or 10 p.m. and pretty dark out. As we drove along, I turned right to go up straight on a road that goes through a hill. This road is kind of in the middle of nowhere. In the surrounding area, there are houses and such, but on the right-hand side is a bunch of state parks and national forests and such. And to the left is pavement with a bus stop and an embankment. So there are no houses right next to it, if that makes any sense. Anyways, this night was foggy, and as I turned onto this road, it dips then goes up the hill. As I was about to go down the dip, my headlights shone across the fog, and I very clearly see a figure walk from left to right across the road, except there is no bottom half to it, 
and it appears to be wearing clothes that resemble a livery coat and a hat like Captain Jack Sparrow. Basically, clothing that I guess is Victorian or older. I'm not an expert, sorry. This happens in a span of I'd say two to three seconds before the figure just vanishes into thin air. It didn't disappear into the fog, as I could see both sides of the road. This figure simply vanished. Since my girlfriend was in the car, I didn't want to freak her out or sound insane. So, in that few second time period, I said absolutely nothing, but she immediately said, Did you see that? I was immediately relieved that I was not going insane, and we both agreed we'd both seen the exact same thing. When we arrived home shortly after, I got out a pen and paper and asked her to draw what she saw in a separate room, while I drew what I had seen. Both images are remarkably similar. If you can forgive our poor drawing skills... I have the images saved on my phone, and I'd happy to send them into the show if you're interested. Anyway, I'm neither a believer nor a skeptic. I enjoy stories and approach them with an open mind. There, very well, could be a logical explanation for this experience, but so far it's the only paranormal experience I've ever had. My girlfriend and I have also shared dreams from different rooms, so maybe we're on the same wavelength or something. A few years ago, I was a university student in eastern Washington, but dating a girl in western Washington. I was visiting her for the weekend during the summer, when we got into a huge fight around midnight, and I left, deciding to head back to my apartment. I mention this for context as to why I was driving through Snoqualmie Pass after one in the morning. I'd never gone through the pass so late before, and it's usually a very busy stretch of freeway on I-90 in the day but was completely empty at this time. I went well over an hour without seeing a single vehicle go either way, so naturally I was driving way too fast. At the time, I had a 1973 Chevy Nova. It wasn't quite the classic, but it had power and a complete lack of AC. Even though it was late at night, the combination of a warm summer night and a large amount of heat that bleeds through the engine meant that I had my windows down and was sweating up a storm. Not far into the east side of the mountains, around 1.30am, I hit a long stretch of straight road that doesn't have an on-ramp or any way to get into the freeway. When suddenly, a set of headlights appears behind me something like 200 feet back. I glanced back at the lights puzzled as to where the vehicle could have possibly come from. I noticed that even though I was absolutely hauling it, the lights were gaining on me at an unprecedented speed. I decided to switch lanes and slow down a bit so it could pass. After a moment, the vehicle was now only half that distance. It moved over behind me into the same lane. This is when I started to panic. I'm in the middle of nowhere, I've not seen another vehicle in over an hour, and now i got some aggressive driver running up on me. I watched as those lights got closer. 60 feet. 50 feet. 40 feet. In seconds it was upon me. I braced against the steering wheel, expecting to get rear-ended by a vehicle going much faster than me. I watched in my rearview mirror in horror as those lights blasted right into the back of my vehicle, and suddenly, everything froze. Quite literally, time just stopped. Nothing physically hit me, but the whole vehicle frosted over, and I could see my breath. I hit the brakes and did my best to pull over, despite not being able to see through the windshield. Every hair on my body was standing on end. I got out of my vehicle and paced back and forth for some time, 
examining my car, which was already starting to defrost as streams of water were pouring down it. There was no physical damage to my back bumper, and absolutely no sign of whatever vehicle that had hit me. Eventually, I calmed down enough to get back in the car and drive the rest of the way home, wake my roommate, and explain what had just happened. The next time I drove through that area in the daylight, right about where I think the ghost car had hit me, there was a very old wooden cross, somewhat overgrown on the side of the road. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. About two years ago, my boyfriend, his cousin, and his cousin's friend decided to do a three to four day hike. We planned to do about 15 miles a day, camp out at night, and we were so excited, but not very prepared for the heavy packs that we would have to be carrying. So the first day goes by alright. We are all fairly exhausted, and my boyfriend and I realize how out of shape we actually are as we are struggling with the heavy packs. We wake up and my boyfriend's cousin tells us he could have sworn he saw flashlights and heard people walking around our campsite, which made us all incredibly nervous because we didn't see almost anyone as we hiked the first day. This has nothing to do with the story, but still something I find rather creepy. The second day we started hiking again, and we slowly make our way, realizing we will not be hiking as far as we would hope when my boyfriend starts complaining about his foot. His toe is starting to turn black. I guess from the bruising of his boots while we walk downhill. Now, what we are trying to figure out is how we're going to make it to the nearest road to try to get back to the car. After what seems like forever, trying to get back to the road using a map and having to cross a river like the mountain men and women we are, we finally make it to a road. Now the problem is finding the way back to the car, which is most likely miles from where we are. Suddenly, a pickup truck pulls over and asks us if we need help. We all say yes, very, very happy. We need to find our car and ask them which way is the road. They offer a ride and look at all of us individually. They then say, we'll take the girl, with straight faces. Now, I'm not the best looking girl, honestly, at the best of times, and especially now, I was extra gross from living in the forest for a day and a half. My group all say, no, you're not. So my boyfriend and his cousin decide to go with them since there wasn't enough room for everyone. They open the truck door and pour out empty beer cans. We do not get a good feeling about this, but they go anyway with their hatchets on their belts, just in case. So now my friend and I are sitting on the side of the road, when I say, what if they don't come back? To which my friend says, he memorized their license plate just in case. He is a smart guy. Eventually they come back, in our car, telling us how these guys were speeding down the narrow roads and being reckless, so thank God they made it back safe. The hike was a fail, but at least we made it out alive and didn't die in the middle of nowhere with those freaks. So, I was making a pizza delivery tonight. I live in a very small rural town that's pretty much in the middle of nowhere, honestly, and the last order of the night was to a house I've never been to before. The address was deep in the woods and about three miles from the main road. It's on a rough dirt road, and I see a few guys outside a trailer, so I ask if they know where this address is. They all say collectively, F that place. It's up the road. Good luck, bro. 
I should have turned around right then and there. I find the trailer at the end of the path. Next to it was an abandoned, two-story concrete building that gave off very bad vibes. I knock on my door and wait, looking over my shoulder the entire time. A lady finally answers the door. She had to have been somewhere around 120 years old, honestly. She looked absolutely ancient. She touches my hand, and hers felt colder than ice. She said, such young skin, in a scratchy old lady voice. At this point, I am already freaking out. I get back to my car to get the hell out of Dodge, but got my phone out just to take a picture of the building first. My phone's screen starts flickering rapidly, losing connection to the Bluetooth. My car audio switched to the radio upon losing connection, and the stations were cycling insanely fast by themselves. This was faster than a manual or auto possibly could do. During the cycling, I could hear the most god-awful growling sound my ears have ever heard. At this point, my hair is on end, my heart is racing, and I'm sweating, as if I had ran a marathon or something. I hit 80 miles per hour on that dirt road all the way back to the main road. What the hell did I just experience? Does anybody have any ideas? Was this a witch's house? A satanic worshipper? If you have any ideas, I'd love to hear them. Thankfully, I am home now because that was the most scared I have ever been, and I have been face to face with a mother bear in the past, and it didn't compare to the feeling that I felt there. Hi Swamp Dweller, I really enjoy your channel, and often listen to it when I'm sewing costumes. Here's two nightmare stories from a road trip I did with my boyfriend of mine. Now, I'm from New Zealand but we traveled to France to meet my French partner and do a road trip around Europe together in his car. We traveled on the cheap, which meant only lodging in the least expensive backpacker accommodations in the cities, and in the long stretches between countrysides, we just hunkered down in the back of his car on the mattress. Unlike New Zealand, Europe has so many truck stops with shops and bathrooms and lots of parking to stay the night. It was winter also, with bitter cold temperatures, one of these nights we pulled over in Italy to stay at the truck stop for a nap before hitting the road again. It was already dark, so for privacy, and to get busy, we pulled over in a secluded spot. After an hour or so, I woke up and saw a man's face looking in the window in the passenger side. I was in the back with my partner, and after getting over the shock of waking up to a face very close to me, I realized that he hadn't seen me, and quietly woke up my partner. I thought he might just be taking a leak and shortly he walked away. Around the other side of our vehicle was where his car was parked. I thought he got into his vehicle and I relaxed. In a minute or so, I heard that he was walking around back to the same window. I was terrified. He was looking in and our vehicle was also unlocked. With our passports and wallets in the front seat, very stupid I know. Being from New Zealand, I'm not used to the idea of people being armed in Europe and the thought of jumping out to confront this stranger in the dark with no one else around, still naked, was out of the question for me. My partner was awake now and we watched the stranger, my partner still fumbling to find the keys, and me feeling around for my clothes. The stranger walked around to his car again and I relaxed. Again, he walked around behind our vehicle for a third time and investigated the same window into our vehicle. I was beside myself with panic, almost crying. My partner was angry but we couldn't locate the keys and I could not find my clothes and all of our blankets and luggage. We decided to make some obvious movements to show the stranger that we were awake. 
he finally walked around to his car again, and I was almost wetting myself that he was going to get a gun or a weapon. His car started, and that wasn't much help as he pulled out and behind us. I think that's probably the most scared I've ever been, even more so than the devastating earthquakes I've lived through at home. Slowly, his car pulled past ours and onto the highway. He had realized we were awake and left us alone. I was so shaken after that encounter. We hit the road as soon as we could, and we never stayed at another truck stop in Italy. My second story isn't quite as horrifying, but it left me feeling very uncomfortable. It took place at another truck stop in the middle of nowhere, Austria. My partner is very resourceful, and we often scoped out dumpsters for free food in whichever country we happened to be traveling through. This was no different, and we looked in this dumpster for anything of interest. There was no food, but he pulled out two big backpacks. These backpacks were all set up for someone who appeared to be traveling, with toothbrushes, shoes, socks, and necessities. Everything was in there. Despite passports or identity cards, everything was there, and it appeared as if the items had been taken out and the bags were thrown in the dumpsters. Why would anyone dump all their stuff? To me, it reeked of an abduction. We took the bags to the nearest authority, and my partner used his German language skills to tell the police. They were very casual and said if we were worried, we could take the bags to the local township governor. I was shocked at the lack of concern, so we took the bags to the local township, tried to find the mayor, but the whole place was deserted. We wandered around the empty offices with no luck. In the end, we just dumped the bags in another dumpster and continued our trip. I was shocked as if this was happening in New Zealand, the police would have been all over that case. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true middle-of-nowhere horror stories. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm, and that's incredibly helpful to the swamp. If you're listening to this on iTunes or another podcast platform, please be sure to give this a 5-star rating over there, as it's incredibly helpful to us. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode as I upload them nearly every single day on all things natural and supernatural. If you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories wherever you are, you can download them absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and pretty much everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story tonight was your favorite. I love middle-of-nowhere stories. Living in the middle of nowhere most of my life, I can really relate to them. And they're all pretty scary. If you would like to support The Swamp outside of hitting that like button, subscribing, and giving us a 5-star rating on iTunes, maybe check out the merch store. We have t-shirts, hoodies, face masks, and more. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool Swamp threads. Be sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I'll see you guys soon with another creepy video.